The truth lives. Political bomb show, starring Rayshawn Blyden. They call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday is just as bad. Call it Stormy Monday. Choose it just that. Hey, how are ya? Welcome to Political Bomb Show Vacation Edition. I am on vacation this week, so you are listening to a pre recorded episode of Political Bomb Show. As always, you can check us out on politicalbombshow.cf. Or, to get stuff that you'll never get on the show more personal, you can follow our Snapchat at Show. That's Show. So usually, when I'm on vacation, I tend not to dive into politics. So, I won't go too much into politics. And I just gotta talk about what's on my mind, basically. What's on my mind is moving. Moving is one stressful thing. I don't know if it's stressful to you, but moving is so stressful because there's so many things that ties into moving. And, um, well, packing, first of all. Packing is just take so long. And obviously, the longer you live somewhere, the more stuff you have to pack, the more trash you got to throw out. And if you're solo like I am, well, it's taken a long, long time, but this time around, I do not want to do like I did when I moved here from the last place. My poor friends who, who, uh, helped me out when they came, they were expecting everything to be in boxes and ready to go on the U-Haul truck, but no, nothing was packed. And they were angry as well as they should be. They should have been angry. I would have been angry too if they had done that to me. But this time around, I am not going the route of asking friends to help. I am going to, um, instead, which I don't know if U-Haul always had this. I've never looked into it. But they have this thing called assisted helpers. Basically, you pay for the truck and you get um, a company to move for you basically load and unload and so I'm going to make it as simple as possible for them when they come here they literally load and unload like they say I'm certain they're not going to help me pack my stuff and then load plus that would take hours and they charge quite hefty some are even charging 80 an hour so yes I'm not going to do that Everything will definitely be packed that I'm taking with me. Trash will be put in the trash bin. And I will not um, will not go through that again. Now, this time around, however, I'm going from apartment to house. So, in other words, it's going to be way more long term 
because now I'm going to be a homeowner. So I'm hoping that this is the last time that I'll move, you know, until the Lord is ready for me. Uh, so unless obviously I somehow become a millionaire and I can move into a bigger house. Not that I need a bigger house, it's just myself, but it um, usually when you're moving into a house, you plan on spending at least 30 years because it's a usually a 15 to 30 year mortgage. So you're at least planning on staying there a while. So when you go in to being a homeowner, you should consider a few things like make sure that you've you're working somewhere where it's pretty much stable and you don't think that nothing's gonna happen that's gonna cause that job to go away or anything like that so you want to make sure that you've taken care of all of that stuff and um you don't want to you know just to be hopping around from job to job when you have a mortgage and the mortgage is going to be one of the biggest, a house is going to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest purchase that you're going to make in your life. It's bigger than a car. And a car is pretty big, but it's going to be bigger than a car. It's a house. So there's not many, many other things that could get that big when it comes to a purchase. So um, unless obviously if you're, you're, you're acquiring a business, a huge business, well, that's, Oh, that's pretty much a big uh, deal too, but um, that's pretty much how I'm going to be spending all, if not most of my time. I already spoke about this before when I was live. Like I said, I only plan to go see a few movies and that's about it. Otherwise, I'm just going to stick to it and my goal is to have everything packed away so it's ready. they're ready to rock and roll. You know, and then next week will be Christmas, so I will try to do a pre-recorded Christmas special show. And um, speaking of shows, you should definitely check out Politics Weekly with Nolan. I was on, and it was a his 25, 25th episode um, show. He had a roundtable. He had myself on, and I forget the the, the Texan's name. He's on the other side of the of the aisle, so we had some heated debate on there. But um, we didn't go away hating each other. It was a respectful conversation, very good show. So I encourage you to to look look up for Politics Weekly with Nolan, and uh, definitely check that out. And also check out his Christmas edition. I believe he will be live, but I will not be live on my show here. I will definitely try because like I said this is very stressful I do not I do not like uh, moving and so that's why um, it's stressful but this time around I knew I know what happened the last time I didn't like moving I kept procrastinating packing up stuff but this time around I'm a lot different a lot more more um, responsible and I know that I can't afford to wait until last minute and pack everything up and have the the mover sitting waiting and getting paid by the hour so i'm not gonna do that at all all i think about is is my home i keep looking at pictures of it trying to trying to decide okay what am i gonna get as far as 
because I'm not taking um my all of my furniture like the sofa. It's worn out. I'm definitely not going to take that with me. So I've already decided what sofa I'm going to have to replace that. I've been going crazy trying to figure out which video doorbell. I'm definitely not getting a ring. I'll tell you that ring. It's, it's um I'm not going to pay. What is it? I don't even know how much they charge a month for for something that should be included. You pay this much money for the damn thing, they should at least give you a free cloud. Or, shut up. Okay, Siri, for some reason, shut up, Siri. This stupid phone is annoying. I gotta turn it off, because she's annoying. She really is an annoying... Come on, turn off. Turn off. You're pissing me off. Alright, you know what? I'm just gonna... Um, I have this, uh... It's a new phone. I haven't figured out how to turn this thing off. It's annoying. Turn off. Please turn off. I don't want to. Oh my god, dude. This is really pissing me off. Turn off, please. I don't understand. I'm doing everything it's telling me to do here. How the hell do you turn this phone off? Why don't I know how to turn my own phone off? Are you kidding me? Shut up, shut up. Okay, I'm going to throw this phone. I, I have no patience for this freaking thing. Okay, uh... Hold on a sec. I am, I'm sorry. See what I mean? Anything will, will stress me out because I'm already stressed out. And so a simple thing is turning the phone off. I'm getting stressed out as you can hear because I'm moving really triples the stress that I'm feeling. It's very stressful. So um, I lost my tr my train of thought. I don't know what I was talking about. Talking about but um, moving is a stressful thing. I figure pretty much pack everything away from all the everything in my pantry to I have three TVs I'm just gonna take two of the TVs down and have them ready for for moving because they I have them on the wall and so um I'll take those down I'm not watching you know I'm just gonna leave the bare minimum things out clothes I'm gonna leave just a few work things out and home clothes you know I don't want to um and I want I want things to be ready to go and I'm not gonna gonna waste time. Uh, I'm not gonna be stressed out. I'm already stressed out now, as you heard earlier. I was, you know, very stressed out. So um, let's see. Um, Joy Behar wants this senator in jail. I don't care. I have to go into a little bit of politics. After all, it is political bombshell. All hell broke loose when a judge read. Robert Mueller, the riot act in court. Okay, let's see what this is about. What is this about? Mm, mm, mm. Let's see. So, Robert Mueller was on a winning streak as of late. He racked up a number of guilty pleas that put him on the cusp of out ousting Donald Trump from office. But then all hell broke loose when a judge read Mueller, the riot act in court forcing former national security Michael Flynn plead guilty to lying to FBI about his conversation with Russian ambassador was the first feather in Mueller's cap. Flynn spent 19 months cooperating with the special counsel and that allowed the fake news media to run wild with stories about Flynn selling Trump down the river. But the rubber is about to meet the road with Flynn's sentencing. Flynn's lawyers asked for no jail, whereas Mueller recommended a stint in prison. <clears throat> but the judge 
in this in the case is furious. He asked the FBI for documents about Flynn's interview where they claim he lied because it smells like the deep state set Flynn up, the Daily Wire reports. In a new twist, a U.S. District Court judge has ordered Special Counsel Robert Mueller to hand over all secret documents related to the questioning of former National Security Advisor Michael Flynn. Flynn's legal team claims the Federal Bureau of Investigation urged the retired United States Army Lieutenant General not to bring a lawyer to an interview with agents at the White House in January 2017. Flynn has since pleaded guilty to one count of lying to prosecutors and is scheduled to be sentenced on Tuesday. U.S. District Judge Emmett G. Sullivan on Wednesday ordered Mueller to turn over all documents and memoranda related to Flynn's questioning by 3 p.m. Friday. Sullivan is the judge who overturned a 2008 conviction of former Senator Ted Stevens after government misconduct was revealed. From the very start, the Flynn case smelled fishy. The FBI used a 1799 law that has been used to prosecute an American as a pretext to set their their perjury trap for Flynn. But now Judge Sullivan is on to them and Mueller is in big trouble. So this is a developing story. We will see what happens. <clears throat> we will see what happens with that. I don't know. I, I am like, I don't like reading news when I'm on vacation. I mean, obviously this is not a typical vacation because, I mean, well, it is, I'm, I, I am away from work, so I guess it is a vacation. But I choose to spend it wisely and know that it's going to help me in making moving smoother. So the FBI took revenge on a Hillary Clinton critic in one terrible way. Not going to read it. Democrats just got some horrible news about Mueller and impeachment. Shall we read this? Let's see. Let us see. It says here, Democrats and Robert Mueller, the donkey jackass, believe they can go Donald Trump into a constitutional crisis. They believe that is their best bet to remove President Trump. But they just got some horrible news about impeachment. For nearly two years, the fake news media speculated that Trump would fire Mueller and it would lead to Trump's impeachment. They breathlessly reported every development in the Russia investigation as a bombshell in order to bait Trump into firing Mueller. However, they made a major mistake. Harvard lawyer, Harvard law professor Alan Dershowitz stated that firing Mueller is not an impeachable offense. Wednesday on Fox News Channel, Tucker Carlson tonight, Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz dismissed the notion that should President Donald Trump fire Department of Justice Special Counsel Robert Mueller, he would be committing an impeachable offense. According to Dershowitz, for an offense to rise to the level of impeachment, the firing would have to be a crime which it is not. First of all, firing the special counsel 
would not be an impeachable offense because it wouldn't be a crime, Dershowitz said. The president would have authority to do that. It would be politically very damaging to do it. Look, technically, there is oversight over the special counsel and the attorney general, but not when it was uh, General Jeff Session, what he sought. Dershowitz acknowledged that was problematic given the former Attorney General Jeff Sessions' recusal of and resignation, he he sucked. He sucked. This took this topic took on even greater significance with Mueller pressuring Paul Manafort and Roger Stone to lie in their testimony in order to frame Trump for collusion with Russia. Mueller is a rogue who many Americans believe should be fired or even investigated for trying to stage a, a coup to remove Donald Trump from office. If Trump fired him, millions of Americans would celebrate and defend the president in a political fight, any political fight. I'm one of them. I believe this guy should have been fired. I don't care how it looks politically. Get rid of the jackass. It's a witch hunt. You know it's a witch hunt. Why are you letting him do it? Get rid of his ass. That's what I would do. Damn, I wouldn't care. I would not care. Let's see, what else? Okay, singer hit with tax evasion charge. Let's see which singer this time. First it was Robert Robert Kelly, uh, R. Kelly, he did it. Now we have a famous pop star, Shakira, charged with tax evasions. What does that name sound familiar? Shakira? That sounds familiar. Pop singer Shakira has been charged by Spanish authorities with tax fraud. The claim comes from the fact that despite a famous resident, the singer was living in Spain with her boyfriend but did not pay taxes there. According to Fox News, Spanish prosecutors are charging the pop music star Shakira with tax evasion alleging she failed to pay more than 16.3 million between 2012 and 2014. The charges published Friday alleged Shakira listed the Bahamas as her official residence for tax purposes during those years, but was in fact, well, that, yeah, that's tax evasion. She lied, but in fact, she was living in Spain with her partner, Spanish soccer player Gerard Paig. Tax rates are much lower in the Bahamas than in Spain. Prosecutors in Barcelona say her travel abroad was a short period because of professional commitments while most of the years she stayed in Spain. So, yeah, she tried to pull a fast one. She tried to get away with that, pay your bills. I had to learn to man up and pay my bills. It's a lesson that I learned and I won't ever try to go back deep in that hole again. Especially my, my student loan loans that really uh that caught up to me and that i mean i, I got myself together and it, it's not it didn't uh, hurt me in trying to get a, a mortgage loan because i am making payments now regularly and um the one bill that's is not gonna hurt me is just that when it comes to closing i'm gonna have to, to pay it in full is my uh, i had a medical bill and um so that's gonna hurt me i, I mean i'll be able to pay it's not gonna hurt me because i'm gonna be like my um my uh my mortgage agent said that it's, 
I have enough money to cover it. So if worse come to worse, when it comes to closing, I will have to pay that off. So yeah, it's not a big deal. So um, it has to be done. So I'm not going to worry about it because it's uh, what's done is done. And I am able to pay it. It'd be something else if it was like an ex enormous amount that I couldn't pay and it would have prevented me from being a homeowner then it would be a real killer but it's not that enormous that it's going to uh it's going to do that military secrets now being given away what is this all about let's see locations of military bases given away looking for the locations of military bases around the world just check out the blur blurred images online maps according to the is this google doing this let's see um it is google it's google google is dangerous google is, is very dangerous a dangerous and stupid organization too stupid why would you do something like that it makes no damn sense i says deportations at highest levels since obama administration wisconsin governor scott walker signs bills limiting successors power kennedy accounts create an opportunity to multiply your wealth i'm not going to read that sounds like a bait and switch i mean i mean a clickbait 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 click that bait click that bait click that click that bait click that bait oh boy okay so let's see what else anything else let's take a quick break That tells us 
Come, let us adore Him. Oh, God. 
Welcome back to Political Bomb Show, Vacation Monday mode. So I get to talk about things I normally won't talk about doing my regular live show. So something that I've always noticed and wondered about lately, well, not actually longer than lately, but um, I've always wondered why are so many actors turn into directed movies? They're being directors, and some of them actually are gr- turning to be great directors better than some who are just directors. So that's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the top 15 list of actors turned director. Who would be your number one? I, mean, I have an idea in my head, but um, it's been huge a huge year for actors who's been taking their chances on the other side of the camera. For instance, Clint Eastwood just released his latest film, J. Edgar, and George Clooney, Vera... For Mega and Patty Coincidine uh, and what else? The Eyes of March, Higher Ground. There's a lot of them, but um, I want to I want to talk about the top 15. So I'm gonna start with number 15, Mel Gibson. So what you will say what you will about the now controversial, unusual Gibson, but the man can direct. Passing the Price, just that was a great movie. Sad, but great movie. With his second direct directorial effort, Braveheart, Gibson won Best Picture at the Oscars and Best Director, while his subsequent film, The Passion of Christ and Apocalypto, haven't quite reached that level. Gibson is a talented director. Passion of Christ should have. It should have. Uh, John Varu, Vare, Vare have made a quick transformation. That's number 14, by the way. He's number 14. Quick transformation from the so money Mike in Swingers to one of Hollywood's favorite directors. Vare family, Vare's family, friendly films like Zatura and Elf led into big budget spectaculars like Iron Man. Oh wow, I didn't know he directed Iron Man. Wow. And its sequel and this past summer's Cowboys and Aliens. I didn't see that one, but I, that's pretty cool. Number 13 on the list, Peter Berg. Peter Berg went from being a minor character actor to become a huge name in directing while he started his career with mediocre to terrible comedies like Very Bad Things, never seen it, and The Rundown, um, I think I may have seen that. Burke found his voice with The Incredible, Friday Night Lights. He went on direct the pilot for the TV show and has also since directed the kingdom of, of the Will Smith superhero film Hancock. That was a pretty cool film. Number 12, Ben Stiller. Reading Ben Stiller's directing resume is like looking at a laundry list of cult comedies from the past 20 years. Stiller acted and directed. I wonder how how they do that. How could you act and direct? That's something that really boggles my mind. Because if you're directing, how could you act and be in the film so I, that part always puzzled me but anyway um acted and directed 
in Reality Bites. Never seen that one. The Cable Guy. I like that movie. That was pretty cool. Zoolander. Saw that one. And Tropic Thunder. I think Tropic Thunder was amazing. Robert Downey Jr. was amazing in that movie. Honest. If you've never seen Tropic Thunder, it is a must-see. I watch it every now and then still. All beloved comedies, some of which took time to find their audiences. Stiller's brand of comedy has has uh, melded well with his directing sensibilities to create some comedy gems like like Tropic Thunder. I have to say that was a gem. It is absolutely true. Absolutely true. George Clooney is number 11 on the list. Whenever George Clooney decides to direct a film, it's always at the very least interesting. While he's had failures, leatherheads, successes like Good Night, never seen it, and Good Luck, never seen it, and the recent The Ides of March, never seen it, have showcased Clooney's fly-on-the-wall approach to directing as a powerful way to approach his subjects. Number 10, Ben Affleck. After taking a break from a slew of early 2000s bombs, Surviving Christmas, and was this Jigeli? Jigeli, I don't know what that is, never seen it. Ben Affleck returned with a camera in hand and revitalized his career. Gone Baby Gone, haven't seen it. And the town returned him to the comfort of his native Boston and re- revealed a darker, harder side, which shouldn't have been that surprising since his first directing effort was in 1993. Short call, I killed my lesbian wife. I never see that one hung her on a meat hook wow and now i have three picture deal at disney a three picture deal at disney 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 is are we talking about batman that's where i think it is i don't know number nine on the list sophia coppola sophia coppola's acting credits mostly add up to being a bodyguard in the phantom menace Never seen that. Doing gymnastics in a Chemical Brothers video and receiving a majority of the blame for the awfulness of The Godfather Part 3. But in just four movies, The Virgin Suicides, haven't seen it. Lost in Translation, haven't seen that. Maria Antoinette, haven't seen that. And Somewhere, haven't seen that. She's also proved that Directing Talents runs in the family. Number eight on the list, Gene Kelly. It seems like there was nothing that Gene Kelly couldn't do. He sang, danced, acted, and even directed some of the greatest musicals of all time. With his co-director Stanley Donnan Kelly Helm on the town and singing in the rain, Arguably the greatest musical film ever made. Number seven on the list, Rob Reiner. I remember that movie he did, uh, I can't think of it, when he was a psychiatrist with the crazy little boy who, who witnessed some, his parents being murdered by his the sister. I forget the name of the film. But that was a great movie. And the one 
I can't remember when he was playing another psychiatrist and he was uh, looking after this crazy guy and then he eventually turned crazy. I can't think of the name of the movies right now. But anyway, while Rob Reiner played Meathead in the classic 70s sitcom All in the Family, he's proven to be quite competent as a director. Though his more recent films tend to be overly sappy, Reiner has had a phenomenal career with bonafide classic like this is spinal tap never seen it stand by me never seen it misery never seen it the prince bride princess princess bride never seen it and when harry met sally never seen it reiner showed he can successfully work in a variety of genres number six on the list sydney pollock pollock's directional career spanned five decades and the illust illustrious director took on many different styles from Tootsie, I've seen that one, to Out of Africa, I haven't seen that, also willing to try new things in his films. Pollock's later films were mostly disappointing at the box office, but his early career is unquestionably great with Oscars to prove it. Number five on the list, number five, Tom McCarthy. Tom McCarthy was the stereotypical character actor you recognize but can't quite place where from, from where. McCarthy played bits, parts in, a, in the Fokker series. I like that series, but as you know, I won't watch any movies with uh, that idiot. You're a bum, you're a mook, a, a mud, I forget his name. I won't watch anything with his anymore because he's an idiot and I won't support him. But anyways, as well as in George Clooney vehicle like Michael Clayton, I've seen that one. Serenia, I don't think I've seen that one. But with uh, uh, the station agent, the visitors and the years underrated win-win along with a writing credit on up. I've never seen any of these. McCarthy has made his mark on filmmaking. If I had to do it all over again, that's that's a direction I love. I could understand actually, because I like acting, but I also love directing as well. So I can see why many actors end up doing this and and being great at it. Number four on the list, Ron Howard. Speaking of a young TV actors becoming great directors, Ron Howard has pushed himself past his roles as Opie and Richie Cunningham to make some of the most critically and financially successful films of all time. Howard's work on the films Apollo 13, The Paper, A Beautiful Mind, and Cinderella Man greatly overpower his mainstream films like How the Grinch Stole Christmas and the Da Vinci Code to prove he can create films that are not only well made but also popular. Number three on the list, Woody Allen. Before Allen became the directorial voice of New York, he was an actor. In fact, he even played James Bond in the 1967 spoof Casino Royale. Since 1982, Allen has directed at least one film per year, while it was thought that Allen 
of the past with films like Annie Hall and Hannah and her sisters was long gone. He has proved with recent films like Vicky, Christina, Bar Barcelona, and Midnight in Paris, his most successful film, that he's still a director to be reckoned with. Number two, and I thought that this would be number that he would be number one, but he's number two on the list. Clint Eastwood, at 82 years old, Clint Eastwood is still one of the most exciting directors to watch. Films like Hereafter and Invictus might be slower than typical Hollywood fare, but he keeps his audience engaged. Eastwood directed one of the questionable modern westerns unforgiven and in the in the in the last decade made such great films as million dollar baby mystic river and letters from iowa jimma iowa jimma i don't know who that is grand turismo i really enjoyed that one too i like that one and number one number one is charles chaplin nobody has and nobody has been as influential to the world of cinematic comedy as Charles Chaplin. Not only is the Tramp one of the most iconic characters ever, Chaplin also directed, produced, wrote, composed, and acted in most of his films. He was a perfectionist when it came to directing, putting the film ahead of himself and its shows. For the circus, Chaplin even took dozens of takes with a live lion, oh boy, putting his life at risk with each one. With, with some of the greatest comedy films of all time, such as City Lights, Modern Times, The Great Dictator, and Countless Shorts, Chaplin is easily the greatest actor turned director of all time so what do you think of that list is there any actors that turn director that you felt should have been on the list that's not on the list um well <clears throat> i don't really follow that stuff it's something i was always curious about and so um so that's why i um i wanted to look that up <clears throat> speaking of which how about the other way around directors who became actors does anyone care about this i don't i think i must be the only one <clears throat> Woody Allen, he's one. A director who turned Michael Blanc, I didn't know. I'm not going to read there. I'm just going to name John Kosov Kosovets. I know I don't care about this anymore. I, um, yeah, I'm not going to. I think we've said enough. And so back to doing what I'm doing, <laughs> which is packing and getting things ready for mid next month and I don't know when I'll have the opportunity in between the transition because um well I'll always have my phone on me I could do it my show that way but it's not going to sound as polished and it's not going to have a nice mic like I do in the studio but I'm going to try to make a transition smooth but moving my my internet from one location to another I mean it's going to be depend on Comcast. They told me to give them a week in advance to set it up. So we will try to make it as smooth as possible. 
so there's no lag time but if it's now smooth then obviously I will do the show from my iPhone so thanks for spending Monday with me I know Mondays is tough and I will see you sometime if possible this week Oh, 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 oh.